Quite a difference, yes? It's <laughs> incredible. The same mark. It's a cat. You're young again. Can you realize what that means? You're a kitten again. Your whole life to live over. How does it feel? I think perhaps you'll be able to find out for yourself, Miss Darling. Today, today will be your first injection. Sporadic descent into the comb and first continues. What will I find? The free or the right? And welcome into another descent into the Corman verse, the films of Roger Corman. This is a pretty random series within the greater The Movie Review Show universe, and I hope you enjoy my review of this Roger Corman film. Can I just say I burnt my mouth on some pizza on, I think it was Sunday, and that shit is still bugging the hell out of me. The top of my mouth, the pizza burn. It's like when I brush my teeth, it's like, I, it's like bleeding a little bit. It's Kind of fucked up. I don't think I've. Maybe it's old age. My mouth is. My mouth is turning into like an old person's mouth. Oh, Madon, don't get old. Um, you are tuned in to Jeff's the movie review show hosted by Jeff with me, your host Jeff, and it is the three hundredth and forty fourth edition of the program. Recording here on a Tuesday at eleven thirty three. And 51 seconds past the hour in the a.m. Eastern Standard Time on March 30th, 2021, the year of our Lord. Recording live to tape from the friendly confines of my home office recording studio here in parts unknown, South Jersey. Lovely this time of year. It's, it is a lovely day out today. It's, it is a, to me, it don't get better than this. It's like the highest 60. I think 61, blue skies, see some chemtrails out there. Love it. Spray us, baby. Um, Wasp Woman, all right? You're in for one here. Uh, this one I downloaded off of YouTube years ago and added it to Plex. It was, I think it was one of the ones I was first experimenting with um, adding movies to Plex. And I've been going through the stuff, because I can, I can look on Plex and see what movies I've added. And some of them are so random. I I added them years ago when I first started using Plex, and I you know I'm never going to get around to watching them. So I was like, well, let me just make a list. And as part of the, the the my my various different watch lists, one one will be just a chronological Plex watch of all the movies in in the order I added them. And I'm skipping over certain things here and there. Maybe if they're part of a, another series, I might do later. But ultimately. Been been having some fun with that because there's some random ones. But although here's the thing, the the file I downloaded, I just it was on YouTube for free. I mean, this movie is still on YouTube for free. And and the fact is, I the one I downloaded, I can actually look on Plex. Hold on, let me look here and tell you exactly when I downloaded this film. Uh, ba 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 Seven years ago, I put this on Plex, and. I looked on YouTube, cause, but then I realized, oh shit, my file it ended, and then I googled the the, the this this movie, uh, the Wasp Woman from 1959. That's the that's the movie I'm reviewing here today. Hi, how you doing? Uh, the, the movie, the Wasp Woman, is actually like an hour and 
12 minutes long and my file was an hour and one minute long. So I was missing like 11 minutes or so off the back end. And I knew it was getting to the end of my, and I was like, well, that's not crazy. I mean, an hour and one minute is a short movie, but it's a Roger Corman fifties movie. I was like, he probably made some that were like just over an hour. Right. So I wasn't too, I, I, when I saw the running link, I was kind of like, that's kind of, kind of neat get in and out with one of these films. Uh, and, and, and an hour and 12 minutes is still not a long movie. I mean, come on. Uh, but that was kind of neither here nor there. When I got to the end, I was like, oh, shit. I was like, I, I spent an hour watching this. Now I'm going to miss the final 10 minutes. And I immediately looked on YouTube and I found a much better version that had been uploaded last year, 2020. Someone uh, uploaded uh, a version of The Wasp Woman that was so superior to the version I had just been an hour watching in terms of the audio quality and the video quality. It's just a much sharper uh, file. And I was like, well, that sucks. I could have been watching this in the, like, you know, uh, instead of like, I was watching it on like a very grainy uh, file for the first hour. But it was kind of fun. I do, I like doing that sometimes, watching in like low, lo-fi media. It's it's a weird, it's a weird thing I like to do. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm just random like that. So what is the, what is the Wasp Woman? Get into it. Uh, Starring Susan Cabot. It's a Roger Corman movie, of course. The legendary, the the Pope of Pop Cinema, who now I've reviewed a decent amount of his movies. Uh, Among them, one of his, uh, what was that movie called? The Mask, the, no, no, no. Uh, The Tomb of Legia, Legia, Legia. That was the Vincent Price film. Um, in his Poe cycle, it's called the Poe cycle. Uh, what? Yeah, Vincent Price. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Yeah, no, Vincent Price. Yeah, that was so. That was good. I also reviewed the bucket, the bucket of blood, and that's one. He's one of his more notable ones. And I did not. I need to rewatch that one because I don't think I was in the right head headspace for that one at all. Um, by all, uh. By all indications, he's just a he's just a great dude, and uh, he he's this guy who works at the fringes of Hollywood. So he's kind of like a a he's, he doesn't get I feel like he doesn't get the respect he deserves um, because his movies are are often well they are they're they're sort of in the B movie realm, many of them. Um, he's got a knack. I mean, you can tell even in this one, and this one's a kind of a, a mess. I mean, a, a, not, it is a mess. It is, this is a mess. I mean, this movie is a is a, is a hot mess. Um, you know, it looks like it took two days to film. Like, I, it, it, in the plot wise, is like there's some there's some issues. We'll get into that in a minute. But I won't I won't go too too long on this episode. But just his movies, you can tell are well made in in a way that like they're just well shot. They look nice. I don't I don't know for what they are for like for the for working with the budgets. I think he's often had to work with is uh. Is, they're great. They're just amazing. Uh, okay, let's get into this. This is a you know, it's a sci-fi. I guess what would you what would you call this? Horror? I would call it sci- sci-fi. Maybe more than horror. I want to know. Like again, the genre thing again. Oh geez. Uh, this had. I was also just read, Fred Katz did the music for this. It was kind of a jazzy soundtrack, but it was really great. It really was slapping on there i thought and uh 
really really enjoyed that. I'm just gonna read the, the from the plot summary that way I can kind of jog my memory. I just watched it, but there, this is this is what this is my where where I'm at now in my life, with my brain, and how it's basically a piece of putty. Um, so you got the uh, prologue starts out like this this farm, and there's this doctor. He's a little bit of a crazy doctor, and uh, Doctor Zinthrop. He's fired because he's experimenting with wasps at this honeybee farm. You can't be bringing wasps to the honeybee, folks. I've been saying this for years. You bring wasps to the honeybees, you're asking for trouble. So he gets canned. Uh, but then, then they, then they kind of go. They, the movie shifts to New York City. So I was like, you know, I saw these outside scenes, and I was like, well, am I getting in here? Getting, you know, this is a little, a little weird. Uh, but then, they, then you're in like the in New York City. It's probably filmed in Hollywood, but it's. Um, you know, set in New York City, and you, you know these lovely these lovely uh, sets that they use of like a, of uh, office buildings, Manhattan office buildings. And the founder and owner of a large cosmetics company, Janice Starlin, played by Susan Cabot, who uh, is an is an actress I'm not familiar with. She's she is the uh, a titular wasp woman. We'll get into that. Uh, she's the you know, and I'm I'm thinking to myself 1950s. There's a owner CEO of a of a, co- a company in Manhattan is a lady. <laughs> uh, this uh, talk about sci-fi. <laughs> this is, that's a, just a joke, just joking. Um, so she's uh you know her sales are dropping, blah blah blah. She gets in touch with this doctor uh, about uh, using royal jelly. Right, which is the honeybee extract, but he's doing—he's getting it from the queen wasp. It can reverse the aging process. No idea if there's any sort of real, like a tiny bit of real science uh, that's used for as a backdrop for this. Maybe, maybe, maybe not. I have no idea. Uh, so they—they they somehow she 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 links up with the crazy guy because her sales are dropping and she wants to push this uh, for her cosmetic company. Maybe maybe they'll come up with an anti-aging cream or whatever. Anyway, so she he she sets up like a little lab for this guy in in New York, and he starts ex- doing experiments on cats and hamsters and mice, and eventually she just immediately is like, uh, uh, give me the shots, inject me with this shit. I want I want to try it out. So she's like, I'll be the guinea pig, and he's just like, okay, sure. And so she starts to get these injections, and she starts looking like sexier lady, like younger lady. And everyone in the office is like, whoa, you're looking pretty good today. And uh, she's just like feeling really good about it. But, you know, he's, um, uh, you know, he's wary to kind of uh, to, to increase the dosages yet because he's still doing tests. And then on her own, she breaks into the lab, injects herself with some extra doses and bad idea. And then you see that there's other animals like the cat starts to go crazy and he has to kill the cat because the cat he was experimenting on, he started to get become violent. And uh, then he's when he's worried that, um, you know, that this is going to turn into a violence in humans. But unfortunately, he gets hit by a car. <laughs> so that's that's sort of they're like, how do we get him out of the plot for a little bit? Uh, we'll just have him get into a car accident. And he's temporarily missing. There's a cop involved. They're like, "Where did he go?" Like, he, he literally got hit by a car at, right outside their building, and then they 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 can't find him for like three days. And he's in he's in the hospital in some other part of New York, New York City. And so that sets the stage where she starts becoming the Wasp Woman. She mutates back and forth. She kills a couple people. Uh, it's a very comical Wasp costume. She's just wearing like a little mask and gloves, and otherwise it's like the same body. And it's, it's adorable. 
really adorable in that kind of like lo-fi fifties uh, way. Uh, and then she's, you know, she's looking great in her, when she's in her human form, everyone's like going woo and they're whistling and they're all the boys are and there's some, and there's some funny stuff. I'll, I'll try and rip out some stuff about the funny sexist dialogue that we have in this movie. Cause it's funny. It's fun. And, um, bottom line is she uh starts to basically go go nuts and then they figure out that she's she's the wasp and then they kill her and then they uh they throw a jar of ass at her face uh i love how the this this is so funny the um the the plot description on wikipedia this is the final sentence i'm gonna read the final sentence of the plot description from wikipedia of the wasp woman eventually zinthrop throws a jar of carbolic acid at her face and another character not important to Using a chair pushes her out of a high window, the impact killing her. And that's what happened. Now, that other character is, it's funny that they, they just didn't name the character here and they didn't get into that in this plot synopsis because it isn't important. There are a lot of side characters here who probably, even though this is such a short movie, they probably get too much time uh, because they're not flushed out at all and, and their motivations are just like, you're kind of like, what the hell? And they're they're constantly like talking to themselves out loud, like try, even they're, they're like thinking their exposition out loud. It's a very like old timey movie trick where they're just like, "Well, I wonder what this person would do." You know? And but but even though they're doing that, you're still just sort of like left like, kind of like, "What's going on with that guy? What he thinks?" What and part of the problem of this is this this doctor is is not a wacko doctor really. He's just trying to do he's just trying to do as ethical experiments he's into the science right he's not like a crazy doctor but he's used as the red herring so all the other characters other than the owner of the cut the, the lady who becomes the wasp woman all the other characters think he's the problem so they're all kind of behind the back being like what do we got to do with this crazy doctor is he a confidence man is he, is he he's trying to run a con here he's trying to steal some money what's he, what's going on with this guy and then you know it really he's just he's just an old kind of nice fella and he doesn't he never comes off as like the crazy doctor they could have if you wanted to, to do this, you could have made him at least if he's going to make the red herring because the audience knows the whole time that he's just this kind of guy performing. He just likes the wasps. He's friendly to the wasps in the beginning. He just loves them, loves his little wasps, and he treats them with respect. And he's trying to do his ethical and he's experimenting on animals right off the bat. You're kind of like, okay. But he's you know he's trying to do it as, I guess, as ethical as possible as you would in the 50s. Uh, and... Nevertheless, uh, you know, you, you, you get the kind of fare that you would expect from this era of, of, of B-movie. And um, independently made, even back then. What was it released on? It was um, Allied Artist Pictures, production produced by the film. So these were not like big. This was, you know, he was, he, the thing about Corman, he was, always, he was always on an independent tip right from the get-go. Could not be held down. Um, and... Yeah, I love how this to pad out the film's running time when it was released to television two years later, a new prologue was added by director Jack Hill. Is that the prologue with the stuff in the field, I wonder? Is that what they're talking about? I guess, yeah. Oh, so Jack Hill, Jack Hill, that's why that looks so different. So two years later, they filmed that whole stuff in the beginning with the farm. That's interesting, because there was really no, I was wondering how they got, they, there, there seemed to be a disconnect when I was watching that. I was like, this seems like a different movie. Uh, that's so, Okay. That's interesting. Jack Hill, uh, who um, Jack Hill is an American. I don't know this guy. Jack Hill is an American film director in the exploitation film genre. Several of his later films have been characterized as feminist works. Well, let's let Jack Hill. Let's give some Jack Hill uh, uh, a little, 
or golf clap. I'm giving him a golf. I don't know. I'm giving him a golf clap. Seems insulting. And we lost. Uh, we didn't though. Jack Hill's still with us. Age eighty-eight. God bless him. Uh, his last credit was eighty in the eighties, eighty early eighties. So he's you know what they've been doing for the last forty years. Retired. Lucky, lucky guy. Uh, all right, that's the Wasp Woman. That's the 344th episode of this little movie. And um, here's the thing. I'm going to tell you right now. Plans. Big ones coming at you. Three, four. Uh, look, for the, look for after Easter to, for the new podcast feed. And that'll be a big kind of, I think, step forward. I also have a Twitter feed and a YouTube feed. I'm trying to I'm trying to do some a little more with the show. Okay, uh, I don't know why <laughs> or what's the point, but that's where I, where I feel like I need to head and I need to try and push it out a little bit more. So that's what I'm going to be doing soon. Um, it's going to return to the realm of the podcast with its own brand new podcast feed, and I'll probably do that with episode 350 because I need to have some sort of landmark seeming number to to do things like that. Uh, so that's what we'll do, and uh, I don't think I'm gonna get there. I'm, uh, yeah, three fifty, three fifties. I don't think I'm gonna get there till next week, probably the week after that. Uh, but I can say that there's another ca- Cage movie, a good, a good Nicholas Cage movie. I'm very excited to watch coming up next, and also the Chapter Four of the Cronenberg chronological watch, Rabid. That's a little teaser for that. That probably is gonna be the next episode on the feed here. Uh, my review of Rabid. It's going to also have a video to go along with it. The video being the main thing in that case. Okay, so look out for that. Go to the moviereviewshow.blogspot.com. And I love that. Everybody loves my fucking movie.